0: podcast is brought to you by the Academy of Scholars. Are you searching for a school for age four through sixth grade? Then check out the Academy of Scholars. Based in metropolitan Atlanta, Georgia, this exceptional private Christian school is where great education happens in both its in-person and premier online learning programs. Go to academyofscholars.com and join our virtual tour and open house today to see the in-person or online school you've been looking for. of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson, Director of Student Success at the Academy of Scholars. I am Benny Crane, Jr., the Assistant Director of Student Success. Today's topic will discuss kids and video games and how much is too much.
1: Thank you for joining us for today's live session. No matter where you're joining us from, whether you're at work or at home, we pray that you're having a great AOS day and hope that you can visit us here on campus someday soon. This week's topic is one that I know a lot of parents wonder about, but I'm not sure that they actually do the research on. Now, I know, Benny, you and your wife may be those parents who've actually done the research because, you know, you're super dad. (laughs) But I think that what we have to share today should enlighten a lot of our parents who are concerned about how much time their child plays spending video games and playing video games. But before we get into that, Benny, where can our viewers watch today's session once it's over?
0: As always, everything from this show ends up on our website, Academiascholars.com, including both the audio and video versions. You can also find the video version on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You will be able to download the audio versions anywhere you download your favorite podcast. We want to take this opportunity to say hello to the people joining us live today. Let's see who's here. People are still coming in, so come on in, we're waiting. Also, shout out to the people who follow us on our social media platforms. We appreciate you joining us. Do us a favor, tell your friends we're on. All you have to do is hit that share button right there and comment. Tell us about your kids' gaming habits for a chance to win a great restaurant gift card.
1: So Benny, my grandson, DJ. Hey, DJ, Nana loves you is 12, he's almost 13, and one of his favorite things to do is play video games. But, you know, he hates coming over to Nana's house because when he's at Nana's, he can't play video games all day, right? No, I limit the amount of time he can play video games and I make sure he goes outside to ride his bike, get some fresh air, And I'll also make him read for at least an hour and take a bath. (laughs) But he's not always with me, and I get concerned about his gaming habits and, you know, how it can impact him. So, you know, how much is too much? I don't know. I'm sure other parents and grandparents have had that same concern. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, what about you as a dad do you have that concern as well as it relates to your kids playing video games
0: well i wouldn't say i have a concern about video games per se Mm -hmm. my son benny is the gamer in the house my daughter kennedy never played video games pre-pandemic then when the boredom of the pandemic set in she was like hey benny what's that Fortnite all about (laughs) so she plays with her brother from time to time now but truthfully TikTok and Netflix on their phones get more of my kids' attention than playing video games. And I really look at this habit as the same of playing video games too much. So this has me concerned about their activity levels. Now during the pandemic as we tried to protect our family from COVID-19, my children literally hardly ever left the house. Uh, Going to the mailbox was about it. (laughs) Uh, They've left the house in the last month, truthfully, than they probably did from april 2020 to april 2021 so right now i want them active for their health and sanity'
1: sake yes so that's understandable uh benny you know i did some research on this week's topic and i actually interviewed my grandson oh, no. yes for today's <laughs> session because i wanted to know you know what his gaming habits were and you know, if we have a problem. Now,
0: was this like 60-minute style um, DJ? What was your... Head? Kind of, you yeah, basically,
1: yes, yes. <laughs> Poor
0: DJ, I'm sorry I wasn't there to protect you from your nanny.
1: <laughs> but seriously, though, I mean, I wanted to get some information so that I can assist his mom and dad, especially now that he's home for the summer and he has so much downtime, you know, I want them to be able to provide him with a balanced day. So what I found out is that his favorite games to play are, what? Fortnite, um, Call of Duty, Mm -hmm. Super Smash Brothers, uh, UFC, and something called NBA 2K21 or NBA (laughs) 2K21. I I don't know the name of it, whatever. Full disclosure, I hate video games. I hate video games. (laughs) I mean, if they're not the old school Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Galaga, Donkey Kong, or Centipede, I'm not interested. I really am not. So, when he's with me, I don't really engage with him when he's playing the video games. Now, you know, we do play the Wii periodically. You know, we do the dance games, the Michael Jackson, the sports games on the Wii, but those aren't his favorite. Right. And, you know, when I'm like, hey, DJ, let's play the Wii, he's, it's like pulling teeth. He doesn't want to do it. He's like, we I'm like, yeah, come on, let's have fun. Right. Well, what about you, Benny? Do you play?
0: Oh, wow. Uh, Stacy. I talked to this uh, 30-something-year-old a couple days ago about arcades and she was like, mm, no, we didn't go to the arcades when I was growing <laughs> up. And this didn't make me feel, I don't want to say old, but it did make me feel middle-aged. Before, <laughs> because before video game systems blew up, arcades were the places we loved to go to play video games. Right. For our younger viewers, Out there, check out the movie Wreck-It Ralph or the show Stranger Things if you're trying to figure out what I'm talking about with (laughs) arcades. Uh, But anyway, I did have every console growing up, starting with the Odyssey 2000 to the Atari, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Turbo Graphics, PlayStation, Wii, and Xbox. But you know what? What? I wasn't really a gamer. Really? Now, I do play with my son when he asked me to, and I enjoy it, but I never really felt motivated enough to get really good at the games that my friends were good at. And because I'm super competitive, and since I couldn't compete at a high level, I just never played a whole lot.
1: Yeah, I could actually see that. (laughs) The research on how much video gaming is too much is pretty inconsistent. One study conducted by San Diego State University psychology professor and researcher, Jean Twenge, states that one to two hours daily is a safe limit for teens. The American Academy of Pediatrics would contend, however, that the one to two hour limit is for younger children ages two to five years old, and older children and teens have consistent limits, but they don't really provide a number on what is considered a consistent limit. In another study, authored by Twinge and conducted by San Diego State University and my alma mater, Florida State University, found that more than five hours of video game playing a day is too much.
0: And that's crazy because depending on which study you're exposed to may influence your decision making as a parent. That's true. And that's why it's a good idea not to go with the first thing you see, hear or read as Bible for how you do anything with your kids. A lot of times going with your gut on what you feel is good for your kids is probably the best decision.
1: Absolutely, Betty. Playing video games is fun and it's a normal part of life these days, but there are a small number of children who have a hard time controlling the time they spend gaming. So the question of how much is too much really comes down to not specifically how much time was being spent on gaming, but whether or not the amount of time spent was interfering with common daily life routines such as homework, sleep, exercise, relationships with family and friends, or hygiene, like taking baths. Take a bath, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There are a few things that parents can do to prevent unhealthy video game habits from happening. First, parents should have a family media plan. So not focusing solely on video game playing, but all media, including, like you said, Netflix, you know, TV watching, cell phone usage, and tablet usage. Parents should make sure these media aren't crowding other important activities such as what we talked about, exercise, sleep, homework, especially during the school year. They can do this by setting time limits on when and how long their child should be playing video games or using media.
0: Uh, And this means knowing how much time is needed to do those other important activities. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes as parents we get caught up in thinking about you're spending too much time on video games, but we don't put a lot of thought into how much time is needed That they need to devote to those other activities and then providing and structuring the activities now i can't lie the ipad was such a great babysitter for my children when they were (laughs) younger i likely contributed to some of their screening habits Uh so it is my wife and my responsibility to create the alternative activities like exercise time Uh and family game nights and reading time and study times and activities
1: like that that's great Secondly, parents should be conscientious and aware of how their children use electronic devices and video games. They should know and approve what games children are playing and what apps they're downloading. Families should have rules for what kinds of games can be played and know and set rating limits such as EC for early childhood, suitable for children 3 and older. Games with an EC rating have no material that parents would find inappropriate. Games with an E rating, which stands for everyone, have content that may be suitable for people ages 6 and older, and games in this category may contain minimal cartoon, fantasy, or mild violence and or infrequent use of mild language. Games with an E10 rating have content that may be suitable for ages 10 and older, and these games may contain cartoon, fantasy, or mild violence, mild language, and or minimal suggestive themes. Games rated T for teen have content that may be suitable for ages 13 and older. Games in this category contain violence, suggestive themes, crude humor, minimal blood, simulated gambling, and infrequent use of strong language.
0: Oh, just infrequent, huh? Yeah, that's what it (laughs)
1: said. The other categories are M for mature and A for adults only, and in my opinion, parents should not allow their children to play games with these ratings. So, DJ, I'm so sorry, but Nana's gonna have to come over and go through the rest of your video game collection and figure out, you know, get rid of all the ones that are beyond a T
0: rating. Stacey is about to turn 13.
1: Yeah, that's why I said a T rating, right? (laughs) (laughs)
0: But she's right, she's right. These ratings are a good way to gauge what's appropriate for your kids. But all games are made alike simply because of their rating. This is like movies. Some people think that PG is okay for their kids, But PG movies may have some things in it that you might not want your six-year-old hearing. PG literally means parental guidance. We know this, right? Like most Marvel superhero movies are rated PG-13, mostly because of the violence. Now, I've seen these movies, so I'm comfortable with my 12- and 10-year-old seeing Marvel movies with that rating. However, there are movies out there with the same rating that might expose your kids or my kids to things we don't think they're ready for, so they can't watch them. Now, the key is being in tune with what's in the games and what may be driving the rating. And you can usually find that out in the description on the box.
1: Well said, Benny. Another thing that parents can do to prevent unhealthy video game habits from happening is keep gaming in common areas. This keeps the activity where everyone can see.
0: And some of you have these designated rooms in your homes like a game room, and play room where your kids can have their own space for activities like playing video games. But leaving kids unsupervised and unmonitored is not a good idea, at least for a long period of time. And you want these games to be where you can see or at the very least hear how they're engaging them.
1: That's right. Parents can also play games along with their children and set a good example. Not only does this allow you to see what games your child's playing, but also provide quality time where you can enjoy an activity together and it gives you a chance to talk to your child about what they're doing and the game.
0: That's a good one, Stacey. Yeah. Have fun with your kids. Indulge them by playing video games with them. Nana's too, Stacy.
1: <sighs> I know, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and parents, remember, and I feel like I'm talking to the dads out there with right. this one, you're role modeling behavior when you're playing with your kids. So if you're trash talking and being a sore loser when you're playing with your kids, don't be surprised when you hear those same things being repeated when they're playing the game with their friends.
1: I think you're talking to yourself as well.
0: I, I am a trash doll. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Parents, once you have established the rules and set the limits, you must consistently monitor and apply them. Inspect what you expect and determine realistic consequences for breaking the rules.
0: And we love our kids and we love to make them happy, at least I do. We do. But when you, have, you have to do as Stacy says here, be consistent, apply the rules even when it makes your kids unhappy. And kids naturally look for those loopholes and play on our heartstrings as parents. Like, oh, I have so much homework tonight, mom. <laughs> but if the rule is no video games until after homework is done, You have to be careful letting them take a break to play video games today because tonight's homework is a little more than usual.
1: (laughs) That's right. Gaming addiction is real. So look for these common signs that your child is playing too many video games. Irritability when they're not allowed to play the games. Right, They have an attitude and they're irritable all day. Number two, preoccupation with their next gaming session or always having game storylines, right? So basically all of their conversations are about gaming. You're at church and you're talking about gaming. You're at the <laughs> dinner table, they're talking about gaming. They're obsessed. Constant fatigue caused by trading sleep for game time. We have seen a lot yeah, of this yes. in the classroom. Yep. Here's the kids. And,
0: right? and the other kids
1: would tell on them too. Oh, we were up until about 3 a.m. playing uh, Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Number four, social isolation. Choosing to play games over socializing with friends and family. Number five, lying about the amount of time spent playing video games. Well, how long did you play? oh just thirty minutes. What time did you go to sleep? Oh, about five a.m. That math doesn't add up. <laughs> Loss of interest in schoolwork or other activities. Parents having rules and consequences and enforcing them should avoid having to deal with these behaviors.
0: Yes, and the good news is even if you think your child is playing too many video games and playing them too much, the likelihood is they're probably not addicted. <laughs> right. A small percentage of kids succumb to video game addiction and unfortunately it's usually boys. Yeah. But finding ways to actively engage your kids outside of the time they're playing video games will help encourage them to develop good
1: gaming habits. Parents, As you plan your child's media and gaming schedule, as we're recommending, don't forget to include AOS Summer Sleepy Time Scholars Program at 8.15 p.m. Monday through Fridays. Because we know the benefits and value of reading aloud to children, selected AOS staff members read a story every night at 8.15 p.m. on AOS Facebook Live. All scholars and potential scholars ages three through eight are invited to join us as we read a bedtime story and pray before they go to bed. Again, it's open to everyone and it's a way for us to stay connected to our scholars over the summer while keeping them engaged in a love of reading. So please join us Monday through Fridays at 8:15 p.m. Well, what do you think? Do you have a schedule for playing video games or other media in your household for your child? How much do you think is too much? Comment and let us know your thoughts on today's topic.
0: Hey, thank you everyone who's on with us today. Remember, set your watch. We're going to be here all summer and all year forever on Thursdays at 12.01. I see Miss Scott is on here once again. Hey, Miss Scott, thank you for being on with us. Um, this is... Uh, Andre's mom, uh, Miss Napier, is on with us today. Hello from Clement Lake, Mabon. CJ, tell CJ we said, hey, uh, who's a big time first grader going to first grade Ooh. this year. Uh, Miss Napier says, very good advice. Janine Townsend is on here. Thank you, Miss Jabbar is in here with us again. Um, they had to limit to weekends with Jarius. Um, good idea. And, and weekdays is after schoolwork. If it's completely correct, those are great ideas. Thank you for sharing those ideas. Thank you for everyone who's on with us every week. We're on every week at 12.01. Now, as always, we're getting ready to give away that uh, that um, restaurant gift card. So, Dr. Johnson, how about a number between 1 and 5 today? I'm
1: going to pick 4.
0: 4. So... And for Ms. Jabbar, thank you, thank you, congratulations. Come on up, you. we got a great restaurant gift card for you and JJ for you guys to go and have a great meal and we were willing to give these to anyone no matter where they are in the world. Because no matter where you live in the world, you can give your child access to an exceptional Christian affordable education with the Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum, one that will send your child into the summer prepare for the next grade level. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for.
1: Well, I hope you enjoyed today's live session. To learn more about our amazing school, the Academy of Scholars, please go to our website at academyofscholars.com. Join us next week as we continue our live discussions. Next week, in honor of Father's Day, We'll be talking about the myth of the absent black father. Mm. It's going to be a good one. You don't want to miss this. Until next time, I am Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson.
0: And I'm Benny Crane Jr.
1: Saying goodbye goodbye and be be blessed. blessed. Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning Program is the online school that's the right fit for your child. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum that includes classes like coding, giving your child the opportunity to take classes they love. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for.